Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Let's do it. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is episode eight of season two. Time mm, flies. I know. And this week we are doing chapters 30 through 34. Mm-hmm. Real quick, before mm-hmm. we dive into the chapters, newsflash, Akatar news. <laughs> okay? That was actually a really good noise. It was a good sirene That was a good sirene noise. noise. Um, the TV show went from, like, scripting mm-hmm. and writing to filming in production. Wait, so they've cast. Well, okay. We don't know... That I feel like casting is like the first part okay. of that filming production. Oh, phase. okay. I thought you meant they already started filming filming. No, but like the transition I, I has think they happened. called it filming. Okay. So we have transitioned out of writing mm-hmm. to let's make this happen. Uh, Isn't that exciting? That's so exciting. <laughs> I can't wait. I am so stoked. So that's that's your big ac- news for the day. <laughs> your Akatar news corner. Thing. Um, I feel like once the TV show starts, I don't know, should we do a separate episode of like... I think our minis are just going to wind up being episode-based. Yeah. We can just do minis as episodes. Ooh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Or I was going to say at the top of these, quick five-minute download, what did you yes. think of the episode? I don't know, but we'll have to add that in when it finally comes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, chapter 30? Yeah. All right, let me get you a summary. Here we go. Um, This, okay, I laughed at myself for this summary. (laughs) So this is an In My Feels sticker. Yep. And I put, Ferris therapy, I mean training, begins. (laughs) (laughs) I am clever. All right, what did you first notice? So this chapter is huge. I love it so much. It was such a good chapter. And I know the other week was like, we called it the turning point. I think it was like two or three weeks ago. Um, But this chapter is like the realization behind the turning point for me. Um, And I feel like Thera is realizing everything that she's been feeling and finally accepting it and like for what it is. Yes. So this was huge. Such good emotional progress. Yes. Like we've had a few of those breakthroughs that we talked about, like with the Weaver. Right. But, ugh. I know. I was... The breakdown. The breakdowns have to come. You can't... They are unavoidable. I know. <sighs> so, so, yeah. So, it starts off, and Farah is physically training to get stronger with Cassian. Which, I love trainer Cassian. I love trainer Cassian. Because <laughs> he's, like, the perfect mix of, like, encouraging, but snarky. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I also... I, she doesn't have a bad view while training with Cassian either. Um, no. <laughs> Not at all. Um, but I love that she says, I was as uncoordinated as a newborn fawn attempting to walk. <laughs> and I just picture myself, yep. if I was trying to train, especially with Cassian, of yep. all people, that, that's a very accurate description. 
<laughs> of any of us that were mortals now fae yeah learning to do that it's just funny well also like fighting is such a unique skill right like when i i i did boxing lessons for a while but um when you start doing it it's just it is motions in your body that that just doesn't understand like yeah. you're like i've never done this before <laughs> this feels so weird but it becomes like fighting is such a like a physical memory, right? Like if you talk to people who like box or like our husbands do jujitsu, mm-hmm. like it's it becomes just like body memory. Like you don't even think about it. Like you're out of your head. But right. at the beginning, you're so in your head mm-hmm. that you because your body doesn't know what's happening. So right. I just I completely picture it. I've been there, Feyre. We get it. Yeah. Like <laughs> it happens to us all. It's just fighting is a unique skill right and so she's training there with cassian while osriel and reese are fighting you know like in the next ring over basically yeah and she's obviously watching them it's very (laughs) good view um but she notes that they have the same tattoos down their spine Mm -hmm. which is similar to like the black swirls that Um, she has yep but she knows that theirs are the same um and cassian he kind of sees that she's staring at them Mm -hmm. well she's the staring at their spines, not the other things. But I mean, um, he said she she said that um, I doubt Cassian was drinking in the rest of the image, though. The stomach muscles gleaming with sweat in the bright sun, the bunching of their powerful thighs, the rippling strength of their backs surrounding those mighty, beautiful wings. I'm cracking up in my head. I but like it's so true. Same girl. But but anyways. Cassian does note that she's looking at the tattoos. Yes. And he said that um, all Illyrian warriors get them when they're initiated for mm-hmm. luck and glory on the battlefield. Yes. Um, which ties into something she notes about her tattoo mm-hmm. because it had been made with the same Illyrian markings. Right. And she said, perhaps Reese's own way of wishing me luck and glory while facing Amarantha. I know. I thought that was such a unique thought. I know. And who knows maybe Maybe. yes he had that idea or maybe not but i I really like like that idea i do too (laughs) i'll go with it even if that was never the intent of it Mm -hmm. um Um, something i loved though that happened right after that mm -hmm. is so she's watching um she's watching asriel and reese right and she's taking in the image and she says death on swift wings the title came out of nowhere and for a moment i saw the painting i'd create the darkness of those wings, faintly illuminated with lines of red and gold by the radiant winter sun, the glare off their blades, the harshness of the tattoos against the beauty of their faces. I blinked, and the image was gone, like a cloud of hot breath on a cold night. And so it's like it's almost like the artist part of her that we've talked about has like died, right. essentially, under the mountain. It's coming back. I know. This is such a clear, vivid image yes. that she has of exactly what she wants to paint, what the yes. title of the painting is called, and I love it. And it, like, disappears very quickly, but that's, like, because she's still working to right. get back to but that point. But she had the image. Exactly. That's what it's matters. back. Artist favorite. And that's something that in this, like, chunk of, like, reading we did this mm-hmm. week... Um, that's something I kept noticing. Yeah, throughout. she does it a few times. So I'll I'll call them out when they happen. But I just yep. I really loved that. I was like, yes, I know. And I think it's funny. So Cass, Cassian, when he's kind of talking about Reese and Az fighting, he says that Reese is out of shape, and Az is just too <laughs> polite to beat him outright. I was like, oh my gosh, they've been fighting for an hour, and he's out of shape. And she's like, I can't imagine like what in shape is for these guys. She said, what the hell did they eat to look like that? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Uh, But then 
it gets a little more serious. Cassian yes. asks Vera about the letter that she wrote to Tamlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets a bit feisty with him. Um, but he automatically and just sincerely apologizes. Which, which again, I love it when a man just apologizes. I love it. Yeah, because, I mean, he's just concerned about her and wants her to know that he's there if she wants to talk. But I just love how he treats her in this situation. Like, he was, he was trying to be kind of easygoing and gentle about how he asked it. Yeah. And her response was not a good one. Yeah. But he immediately realized that he overstepped. And so he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, you take your time. Don't answer kind of thing. And I just loved how he treated her about it. Well, and it's also like they are in the process of becoming Mm -hmm. friends. Right. Like, I wouldn't say they are friends at this point. No, not yet. But I think this is how you become friends with people. Right. You ask them the hard questions. You ask them harder questions. You kind of test out boundaries. Yeah. You figure out how to communicate with one another. Like, I think Cassian asked the question. She didn't have a great reaction at first. But it helped spur what happens in the rest of this chapter. I know. Because he at least opened that door. And so it's like, it's a really cool moment of like a friendship starting. Yeah. Just by asking a question. I know. I I love it. And the next section, I mean, I literally, I do my notes on my phone and (laughs) I wrote almost a whole page worth. Because it's so good. It's so good. I want you to read that. One last thing I yes. want to notice before you read that, though, is I love that as Rhysane is continuing to spar with Asriel, mm-hmm. he's watching yes. this situation. He's, like, very clearly, like, multitasking. He's mm-hmm. like, I hear them talking about this. and I need Which is to- also so impressive. How do you fight and just clearly be so interested in listening? I mean, high lord powers, I guess. Skill. Whatever. Skill. Very but impressive. Anywho, I just, I liked that because it just showed a sense of, like, I don't know if protectiveness is the right word but like a good level of protectiveness right. not in the same way Tamlin was protective no. but like a I'm gonna keep an eye out I'm gonna let her keep doing her thing mm-hmm. but I'm also gonna keep an eye out just in case she needs something right he's you just know? aware of the situation yes I appreciate that okay but then oh processing this is this is the best part this of the best part so she's reflecting on what Tamlin kind of has done and what Cassian said to her and she says it had been love and I'd meant it. The happiness, the lust, the peace. I'd felt all of those things once, but maybe those things had blinded me too. Maybe they'd been a blanket over my eyes about the temper, the need for control, the need to protect that ran so deep he'd locked me up like a prisoner. I had done everything, everything for that love. I had ripped myself to shreds. I had killed innocence and debased myself. And he had sat beside Amarantha on that throne and he couldn't do anything. Hadn't risked it hadn't risked being caught until there was one night left and all he'd wanted to do wasn't free me but fuck me and and when amarantha had broken me when she had snapped my bones and made my blood boil in its veins he just knelt and begged her he hadn't tried to kill her hadn't crawled for me yes he'd fought for me but i'd fought harder for him and he has the nerve once his powers were back to shove me into a cage the nerve to say i was no longer useful i was to be cloistered for his peace of mind He'd given me everything I needed to become myself, to feel safe, and when he got what he wanted, when he got his power back, his lands back, he stopped trying. He was still good, still Tamlin, but he was just wrong. Mm. (laughs) But, like, that's exactly what happened. Yes. That is it. And it's taken her all of, what, now four months, roughly? Yes. To kind of process everything and realize... Actually, no, this is longer than four months because it happened under the mountain, too. She's reflecting on the fact that she was out there fighting and killing for him, and he sat there, did nothing. And, like, these are the questions we've been asking. We were like, Tamlin, 
why did you not try to help her escape in that moment? Right. Tamlin, why were you just standing there? Tamlin, why are you locking her up? Like, mm-hmm. these were red flags as it went. Mm-hmm. But there was a love that was blinding it. And that yeah. happens so often, I feel like, to people. Where it it's does. like, because of love, you can, like, ignore red flags. And, and like... In some ways, like, love is good in that sense because, like, it can help carry you through hard times when, like, each other is not being their best selves, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's bound to happen. But when it's to this level, like, it's detrimental to you. And it's just, it's so good because I love that it's not just, like, she's acknowledging Tamlin is good. Mm -hmm. But she's acknowledging how she was right and what she did and went through. Like, it's just perfect. I know. It's perfect. I love all of it. The self-reflection, the growth. Yes. She's not being mean to herself here. No. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. She's just being honest about what happened. Yep. (laughs) But I love that she's finally realized it and sees what she needs to do from here or kind of realizes that, you know, Tamlin wasn't right for her, isn't right for her. She needs to move past it. Yes. Oh, it made me so happy reading all that. (sighs) I agree. But then she, you know, admits... She's like, I killed them, like going back to the two fairies. I know. And she just breaks down. Well, I love, I love how Cassian just says, I know. Mm-hmm. And like, he does. It's, I mean, he's a warrior. He's killed people. He understands. Mm-hmm. So. But then it's her final response that kind of like sets off this next piece of this chapter where she goes, it should have been me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which is not her being nice to herself. But no, like. But I get it. But like, that's, that's what. As Reese explains, and I'm sure Cassian understands as he is a warrior, mm-hmm. like that's what you go through having been through those scenarios. Like yeah. very much that like survivor's like guilt. guilt. Mm-hmm. That's a thing for a reason. Yeah. So oh. he com- he kind of comforts her and makes like night go around them. Resan. Resan yes. does. Yeah. He comes over and night's kind of surrounding him and Farah, and he tells her, you can either let it wreck you, let it get you killed like it nearly did with the weaver, or you can learn to live with it. Mm-hmm. And it's just so honest and real and there's yeah, just no like, sugarcoating it. It's like, like, this is what you can feel do. that way every day for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I just love that he's, he's not trying to protect her. He's trying to be honest with her mm-hmm. and just let her decide how she wants to move forward from here. Yeah. Well, but he does say, he says... I'm sorry I didn't find a way to spare you from what happened under the mountain, from dying, from wanting to die. I have two kinds of nightmares. The ones where I'm, again, Amarantha's whore, or my friends are, and the ones where I hear your neck snap and see the light leave your eyes. Mm. <laughs> I love him. I know. I, I just love this whole chapter. <laughs> I mean, it's like I could just read this whole chapter. It was such... I, I like... Out loud, I know. I forgot this chapter. Like, I knew that this happened, but I didn't remember how, like... Good it makes you feel. Good it was. Yeah. Mm. And then at the end, it goes back to flirting and bantering with Reese. Which makes me super happy. She says, I'm surprised there aren't more mirrors in this house, since you seem to love looking at yourself so much. I know. I love it. Well, it's like... Well, it's cool, right? Is it's like... She was processing for a moment. Mm -hmm. She broke down a little bit. A lot of it. A lot of it. And they're just she and she's decided to just okay I'm I'm kind of done with that let's just keep going yeah and they like respect that mm-hmm. she's like okay let's it's like I don't want to dwell else. on this I don't want to keep yeah. going over it this is what it is and let's move on yeah which is good it's good it's healthy yes I agree 
Um, but yeah, so when she starts being sassy, Reese, it says, Reese's lips twitched. There's the Feyre I adore. Mm. And I'm like, same, Reese. Yes. I've been missing her. <laughs> love her. Um, but then we get a lesson on darkness. Yeah. And I love this quote. So Reese is kind of ex- encouraging her to like conjure darkness. Right. And he goes, there's the darkness that frightens, the darkness that soothes, the darkness that is restful. There's the darkness of lovers and the darkness of assassins. It becomes what the bearer wishes it to be, needs it to be. It's not wholly bad or good. And I think that's just such an interesting perspective on that. Because usually yeah. like when you hear about people with like dark related powers, mm-hmm. you just assume it's evil. Oh, for sure. And painful and scary. Right. And it's like the night and the darkness doesn't have to be that way. Because like he's right, like if I have a headache and I turn out all the lights and just lit, like that's a soothing darkness. Right. You know, like there are other kinds of darkness. We There's, just never go to that thought first. Exactly. But so I, I don't know. I really liked that definition. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Anything else for you? I mean, aside from the fact that we almost quoted the whole chapter. No, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was so good. I know. All right. 31? 31, yeah. All right. I think the other ones are going to fly by a little faster. Yeah. Um, so this was a neutral chapter for me. The Inner Circle receives news for an upcoming trip to summer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not too much in this chapter, but good news is that they finally hear back from the summer court. Um, and I also very much enjoyed Cassian and Amarin's bickering in this chapter. Um, it just – they are family. It's just – it's more reminders that these people are – family like I you know, know. It's, I like it. it's really cool seeing all of that the connection between them play out right because I feel like this is the first time that we see Cassian and Amran mm-hmm. kind of conversing or bickering or yeah. talking so and it was funny mm-hmm. so it starts off with her back training with Cassian right Amran is watching mm-hmm. and in like an internal monologue Favor reveals that they dragged her out with them two nights ago mm-hmm. And they went, like, drinking and dancing together. Yep. And I thought that the way that night played out was really funny. How yeah. it's like, more and Cassian are dancing. Resand, it says, is holding court at the bar. Mm-hmm. And her and Az are just, like, quietly sitting at a table playing games, basically, with themselves. Like, right. I just thought that that was a fun picture mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. But we kind of learn... And Cassian kind of realizes that Pharaoh is realizing that he plays the role of buffer kind of between yeah. Az and Moore to keep him from getting hurt, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Because we've kind of talked about it a little bit, you know, in our minis about Moore and then just a little bit in prior episodes about the dynamic between the three, not really sure what's going right. on. So it's interesting that he kind of makes it clear that he's a buffer. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know why we'll learn more yeah it's interesting um i and you already mentioned amarin and cassian's like interactions together Mm -hmm. specifically what made me laugh is like so more arrives Mm -hmm. and cassian's like why exactly are you two ladies here and more goes reese is coming in a few moments to give us some news apparently didn't amarin tell you and amarin's like i forgot so she's just been (laughs) sitting there picking at her nails picking at her nails and teasing cassian right and just casually forgot to deliver the message. No big deal. No big deal. It's funny. But they're going to the summer court. That's, yes. That's the news. Reese and... goes, ready to go on summer holiday? <laughs> <laughs> but Reese says that it's going to be him, Farah, and Amran that are going. Yes. And obviously Cassian freaks out. 
Yes. Because he feels like he should go. But come to find out, he has been forever banned from the summer court. <laughs> we don't get all the details, but he did destroy an entire building. So. So interesting. Not the best idea. Nope. So he's not allowed to go. Poor guy. Which is just kind of funny to me. I know. He's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does bring up concern about bringing Feyre. Right. And the impact it might have with court relations. Because we've already kind of had hints of like, ooh, what's Tamlin going to do? How's he responding? Like, I know that's something Asriel is monitoring. Mm-hmm. And so this could... Stir things up. Stir things up even more, yeah. For sure. Um, and then the only other thing for me in this chapter is there's just more flirting, bickering between Reese and Farah, And I'm just here for it. I just yes. very much enjoy the banter. Yes. She goes, but flirting with him, fighting with him, it was easy, fun. Maybe I deserved both of those things. Yes, you of do. Of course you do. Everyone does. I know. So I just, I'm here for the flirting too. I know. It's just enjoyable to read. <laughs> it is. There's such a fun match. Yeah. Anyhow. All right. Chapter 32. Yep. Um, again, kind of neutral summary. Feyre, Reese, and Amran travel to the summer court. Yes. Um, yeah. So initial thoughts. We arrive in summer court and it's an interesting arrival. Everybody's like trying to figure each other out yeah. and it's kind of awkward, kind of threatening, kind of playing it cool. It's, <laughs> it feels very like political maneuvering. Very in much these so. Conversations. And it's just interesting dynamics. And yes. I'm just like, okay, I want to get into the relationships. You know, how does everybody interact with each other? Totally. And Farah kind of makes an interesting comment. She says, as Reese's new pet, I would be granted tours of the city and the High Lord's personal residence. Mm. If we were lucky, none of them would realize that Reese's lapdog was actually a bloodhound. And I was like, huh, what an interesting way to think of yourself as Reese's pet and Reese's bloodhound. I mean, bloodhounds are pets. They are, yes. I would never consider myself someone's pet. I mean, that's... That's what they consider her, Well, they consider her as that. And her job is literally to sniff something out. It's true. I just thought it was an interesting reference for herself. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed meeting Tarquin. I did too. I very much enjoyed Tarquin. He's a he's a fun high lord because he seems he seems strong, mm-hmm. but like we learned that he's he's new by Faye standards right. to like being high lord and he's relatively young. Mm-hmm. So I think there's this fun balance of like playfulness with Mm -hmm. his youth but also like a heaviness and what he's been forced to do at such a young age right especially with everything that happened with amarantha Mm -hmm. it's an interesting dynamic in a person yes and one of the in regards to me liking him one of the first things that you know happens as he's meeting pharah he's staring at her chest and she's thinking that like he's kind of picturing where his power went yep Uh, and reese says her breasts are rather spectacular, aren't they? Delicious as ripe apples. And Farrah goes, here I was thinking you had a fascination with my mouth. Delight surprised Reese's eyes. There and gone in a heartbeat. Mm, right. <laughs> I love the it just makes me so laugh. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. Because I'm not that quick-witted to no. come up with something like that. And I just appreciate that Farrah is in this situation. Me too. Um, so Tarquin's court is an interesting mix. Mm-hmm. So you have the princess of Adriata, Crusada, mm-hmm. and then you have her brother, Varian. Um, so Crusada and Varian, though, are also interesting characters because mm-hmm. 
A, their brother and sister. Right. Um, Varian seems to kind of be an Asriel type, if I was to, very like, Very quiet, them. very observant. Yes, but also, like, clearly very, like, strong and right. watchful. And he's monitoring Amran, so he's clearly picked out who the actual biggest threat is, yes, which, which is funny. Asriel does the same thing, Exactly. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but Crusada almost reminds me of, like, a combination of more and Amran. Because mm-hmm. she seems to have that pretty, like, girly side, mm-hmm. but also very sharp-tongued. Yes. So. Very much so. What did you think of the summer court once we arrived there? Um, so Vera makes an interesting observation that there's no lesser fairies that cross their path. Mm, she yeah. said there's only high fae. And we kind of learn a little bit later on in... The next chapter, or maybe it's this chapter, I don't know, she, but Tarquin basically wants all Fae to be equal yes. kind of thing. And he says right now, you know, they are kind of divided, similar to how the humans are divided mm-hmm. into different classes, and he's not about that. And so that's why she never sees the lesser fairies. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was interesting his thought and that we, you know, don't really see any lesser fairies here. Yeah. There seems to be like a very clear line in the summer court. Right. I think in the spring court, it was probably there also like the high fae versus lesser fae. But we, but, but they, they we were saw, still there. Yeah. Cause they were kind of helping around the house. Exactly. They and, were more like servants. Right. And so it's court, weird that they're not even here. Have we even seen lesser fae? I mean, yeah. Like, like Nuala and Caridwen. True. Yeah. And then like all throughout Falaris. Yeah. I guess that's true. Um, something, A, the summer court looks beautiful. In my head, at least. Yeah, the way that she (laughs) describes it is just stunning. Yeah. And obviously, it's very colorful in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And again, I notice artist Feyre coming out. Mm. Because she's like, I had never seen water so vibrant, green and cobalt and midnight. And for a heartbeat, a palette of paint flashed in my mind, along with the blue and yellow and white and black, I might need to paint it. Mm. Again, it's like, I know, it's Artist like, Artist Farah's just like knocking on that door like, hello, Yeah, can I come out? Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Um, and then they get into kind of a conversation that is more on the political side. Mm-hmm. So Reese explains, you know, Farah's position within his court that she's the emissary to the human realm and that Highburn is ready for war. Um, and then Tarquin kind of brings up that he would fight against Highburn but not if Reese was there to ask him to fight in another war, which at first I was like, huh, what are you talking about? And Farrah's confused too. And so they mm-hmm. clarify, high lords have gone to war for far less, you know, doing it over such an unusual female would be nothing unexpected. Yeah. I was like, um, excuse me, what? We're going to war over Farrah? Really? Yeah. This is huge. Because, I mean, they went to the summer court with expectations of trying to get the summer court on their side to fight yeah. Highburn. And summer court's kind of like, well, are you here to go to war over Farah, or which is kind of crazy. Well, apparently, like that's something Tamlin might do. I know, and he could honestly just they he could request a letter. He could send a letter requesting that they give Farah back, and the Summer Court would have to. Otherwise, right. they'd, they'd be involved in war too. Yeah, that's basically what they said. Is it's like even though she doesn't want to be with him anymore, she was still technically his bride. But she didn't marry him, so I'm confused. I'm like, just because you're engaged to somebody, you're not. Fae people. Quote, unquote, their property yet. Yes. You know what I mean? Also, marriage never makes anyone someone's I know. property. But I, I see what, if, if they were married, I could see it more so than yes. they didn't actually get married. So. For some, it's like, it's the same thing. I know. You know? I know. 
Um, doo, doo, doo. But then Crusada mm-hmm. comes in. Yeah. And she's like, what a relief then to know we're not harboring a stolen bride and that we need not bother returning her to her master as the law demands, as any wise person might do to keep trouble from their doorstep. Mm-hmm. And um, she kind of is like continuing to be a little extra. She's like, because um, Pharaoh says, I left of my own free will. And Crusader goes, think that all you want, lady, but the law is the law. You are, were his bride. Swearing fealty to another high lord does not change that. Mm-hmm. So it's a very good thing that he respects your decisions. Otherwise, all it would take would be one letter from him to Tarquin requesting your return. And we would have to obey or risk war ourselves. So I just, the way Crusader delivers that message yeah. is very sarcastic. She's like, oh, it's really good that he respects your decisions. Because mm-hmm. we obviously don't know if he does. Right. We haven't heard anything since Mm-mm. she sent the letter. Exactly. But I fully loved Tarquin's response. Yes. He said, Resant is our guest. His courtiers are our guest. And we will treat them as such. We will treat them, Crusader, as we treat people who saved our necks when all it would have taken was one word from them for us to be very, very dead yes because flashback to akatar when reese lied right to save him and his person mm-hmm. so back in akatar amarantha had caught someone from the summer court mm-hmm. who was trying to sneak through was the trying tunnel to sneak through and rather than reveal the plan that he actually saw in this dude's head mm-hmm. and make him a living ghost he lied and then killed him so he would not suffer for the rest of his life in an right. act of mercy so it's like yeah Maybe you should give him a modicum right. of respect. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, but Farah, which this does not seem very Farah esque she's the one that clears the air between all, all right. of them. She's, she basically toasts and says, no wonder immortality never gets dull. Yes. Well, because right before that, Reese legit threatened. <laughs> yeah, threatens to kill Crusada. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, after something like that, you need a little bit of like a... Yes. <laughs> so good for you, Farah. Mm-hmm. She's learning the political climate. Climate, exactly. <laughs> She's doing a good job. Yep. All right, chapter 33. Um, I put Farah gets to know the High Lord of Summer. Mm-hmm. First thoughts. Farah is so into Reese, and I don't think she realizes it <laughs> until this chapter. Yep. It. Yeah. It's the jealousy. It's the jealousy. Gets you every time. I know. It's in your head. You're like, yeah, I like this person. We have fun. It's cool. Whatevs. But when he starts giving his attention to somebody else, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. Yep. And I, this is this is when she realizes it. And I just, it made me very, not happy, but it made me happy seeing this. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, like at the very beginning, Reese is similar to what he did with Cassian. Basically, mm-hmm. like you do whatever it takes to get this from Tarquin, even if yep. that means like romancing him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "You're always free to do what you want with whomever you want. So if you want to ride him, go ahead." And she says, "Maybe I will." Though a part of me wanted to retort, "Liar!" <laughs> like we know he doesn't want that. No, we know this part of his game i know but reese also made it very clear that he likes tarquin which like makes me feel bad because they're gonna steal from him yeah that's like an interesting thread throughout this whole chapter right this battle of like i like him i don't want to steal from him but i have to steal from him i know so and that's part of the reason why he's like do whatever you can to get it from him because without being caught yes because i want to keep this friendship 
Yes. Ideally. Um, um, a quote from favorite in the early part of this chapter that I loved. She said, no one was my master, but I might be master of everything if I wished, if I dared. I know. I'm I like, love that. Dream big, Farah. Let's go. So good. Let's go. Um, and then Farah asked Reese if Tamlin would go to war over her. Yeah. Kind of reminiscing about the conversation that they had last night. Oh, this conversation hurt. I know. And then he asked her, you know, if that kind of a grand gesture would win her back, you know, killing people going to war um, and would make her want to go back to the sum- to the spring court. Yeah. And she says she would go back because she wouldn't want to see people killed, not that she would want to go back, basically. Which makes me love Feyre again because she has just the kindest heart. Yeah. She doesn't want people to die over her. She's so sacrificial. So self-sacrificial. Which I'm like, I want you to be happy. But also, I, I feel like I would do the same thing. If I knew people were going to go to war yeah. over me and I could just end it by choosing to go back and be unhappy myself versus people dying, I would choose to be unhappy myself. I know. So. But the rest of this conversation just also hurt. We oh, yeah. said, he locked you up because he knew, the bastard knew what a treasure you are, that you're worth more than land or gold or jewels. He knew and wanted to keep you all to himself, which stop. I know. And then Feyre goes, he did, does love me, Resand. And Reese says, the issue isn't whether he loved you. It's how much, too much, love can be a poison. So it's like, on one hand, I'm getting, like, major feels from Reese. But also, like, I appreciate even on his end, like, he's acknowledging, like, yeah, I I understand he loves you. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's not a good kind. Right. And I think that's honestly what Feyre probably needs to hear because yeah. she's done all the self-reflection like the, the first chapter of this section we she kind of realized how much she's grown what she needs what Tamlin was doing mm-hmm. and I don't think people think that love can be a poison yeah. you kind of forget that you're just like oh, I love them so much right. and the more I love them the better kind of thing yeah but there is a point where it becomes like a drug and it can kill you and make things worse yeah so I like that Reese kind of pointed that out yeah well sometimes I think people think like it helps to like deny Mm -hmm. something you know it's like like when people go through a breakup it's like oh yeah he never really loved me and Mm -hmm. it's like some people think convincing themselves that that makes it easier I don't know and it's like no like you can acknowledge that like this person loved you and Mm -hmm. you had like good times right but it just didn't work right and like that's what happened here so it's like I feel like the former tends to be a very immature response to it right Whereas this latter experience that I think Reese is helping her kind of do is like, no, I acknowledge it. It's just, but also. Right. There's mm-hmm. this other aspect to it. There's a really great Taylor Swift song that talks about this. So <laughs> just throwing it Just out in there. case I needed a reference. Just in case. It is happiness. It's called happiness. Gotcha. There was happiness because of you. And there will be happiness after you. Aww. Both of these things can be true. That is true. Yeah. That's a good, good lyric. It's a I like good that. song. So that song, Happiness, was what popped into my mind. I got you. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, another quote that I love. So she kind of, like, gets dressed, going about her day a little bit, and she is almost reflecting on what she's wearing. Right. Because um, she looks beautiful, right? She's in this pretty, like dust pink chiffon gown feminine soft pretty Mm -hmm. and she said I hadn't felt those things in a long long while hadn't wanted to 
But here, being those things wouldn't earn me a ticket to a life of party planning. Here, I could be soft and lovely at sunset and awaken in the morning to slide into Illyrian fighting leathers. Mm. And it's like, that's who Feyre is. Yeah. Like, I I think about when she was with Tamlin and, like, the pretty dresses he wanted her to wear. Mm. And, like, I don't think the dresses were the problem. No. It what I think it's kind of what goes behind the dresses. Exactly. Is it like is it just Mm -hmm. this or is it both sides of you? Because I think even Feyre in her dirty huntress state (laughs) at times wants to dress up and wants to feel pretty. Like what girl does every girl does. Um, so I just love that she's getting the best of both worlds here. Yeah. You know, like we're seeing her training in the leathers and we're seeing her Mm -hmm. all dressed up. I I just really loved that. I do too. So they go on to their little welcoming cruise that the summer court holds for them. Yes. Um, party barge, party barge. Exactly. (laughs) And it's funny. Tarquin makes a joke, um, about his crown being uncomfortable because he sees Farrah kind of staring at him, Mm -hmm. staring at the crown. Um, and she uses this kind of as like her opening to discuss the summer courts and all their treasures and I thought it was very smart and clever of her because I'm kind of just like, yeah. how would I approach trying to maneuver my way into yeah. seeing somebody else's treasures? Because it's not something people are generally like, oh, well, let me show you all my treasures. Right, exactly. It's kind of one of those, you got to weirdly finagle your way in. And mm-hmm. I thought she did a really good job of it. It was very smooth. Very smooth. Um, and then she's kind of talking about the mortal realm with Tarquin. Yeah. And I know I had mentioned this earlier. This is where she's kind of explaining the different classes yes. about like the wealth. And he relays that it's actually very similar or it's more similar than she thinks in Prithian with mm-hmm. the different classes of Fae and how he wants all of them to just be one class basically, yeah. which is so sweet. And I yeah. love that, especially for a young high Lord. That's nice that he's wanting to see change. Yeah. And like, on top of loving his perspective on that, mm-hmm. I just love this kind of conversation. Like, yeah. it's an intelligent conversation. It's a respectful one where you have two people sharing ideas. Right. Like, I just, I feel like you don't see that very often. No. You know? Like, I just, I really appreciated the communication between the two of them. It's, it's clearly easy for the two of them to talk to each other right which is kind of cool because they like just met really and i think that's why she finds it so hard to steal from him she's like i really like this guy i'm supposed to steal from this person that wants to you know break down these equality barriers and do all this but she says i'm thinking it would be very easy to love you and easier to call you my friend And I just really like that because Tarquin gives off that vibe. Yes. It says, he smiled at me broad and without restraint. I would Mm -hmm. not object to either. It's just, it's sweet. It's just, it is sweet. It's a kind, good person. Yes. Which we haven't seen a ton of them. No, that I feel like (laughs) it's like, okay, here's the thing. Like, even with like, so like, if you look at Tamlin, like he was kind and sweet, but he always had his temper. Right. And it's like, if you looked at Rhysan, like he clearly has a dark side, but he's also sweet. Tarquin just seems like stand up. Yeah. You know? Just a kind and sweet guy. I know. It's wild. And we have to steal from him. Oh, I don't Ugh. like it. Um, also on the party barge, mm-hmm. Rhysan is occupying Crusada. Yep. And she is watching this. Uh, so Feyre says, I suppose I'd been granted that gift once and had used it up and fought for it and broken it. And I suppose that Rhysand, for all he had sacrificed and done, 
He deserved it as much as Crusada. Even if, even if for a moment I wanted it, I wanted to feel like that again. Hmm. Yes, I know. Sad, but also, I'm like, Reese can do whatever he wants. You know, he's not tied down to you. You've made it abundantly clear that this is true. you're kind of, you know, self-loathing and yes. we're still trying to make things work with Tamlin for a while. You only yes. just recently left the spring court. This is true. Is I, he respecting a boundary? I was going to say he seems like he's he's always respected her boundaries. So this yes. seems appropriate that he wouldn't be trying to make a move on you. Yes, you guys flirt and banter all the time, but that's kind of what you've done since even, you know, under the mountain when you were right. totally with Tamlin. So, um but an interesting thing is as she's processing this, she says, I was unhappy, not just broken, but unhappy. An emotion, I realized. It was an emotion rather than the unending emptiness or survival-driven terror. Mm. Which is good. Right, she's progressing. She is progressing. She is just, she is feeling things again. Mm-hmm. She's processing things I mean, things it sucks again. that it's a bad feeling. This is true. But it's good. It's progress. Yes. She's it's feeling something. It's not just something. pure despair. No. So... I liked that. I know. And so... In a way that I didn't like it, but I like it. You, yeah. know, what I mean? you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Reese and Crusada, they're... I mean, but they're not really even getting that cozy. It's like, yes, she's kind of leaning into him, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like, you know, putting his hand on her, but it's not... There's no kissing. There's no actual right. anything going on. She's definitely, like, reading into it. She's definitely reading into it. And so she just kind of gets up and is like, I need some air, even mm-hmm. though they're on an outdoor party barge. Yeah. Um, on the water and she goes to this secluded area and mm-hmm. just kind of sits there for the last hour and she says yeah. that she didn't even realize that she was waiting for him till they get off the boat <laughs> I was like wow somebody is jealous so jealous so jealous and this is that that makes me realize that she's realizing yes her feelings for Reese exactly and another thing so she's like thinking about Tarquin Mm -hmm. she said I looked at the High Lord of Summer I hadn't lied it would be easy to fall in love with a male like him but I wasn't entirely sure that even with the hardships he'd encountered under the mountain that Tarquin could understand the darkness that might always be in me not only from Amarantha but from years spent being hungry and desperate that I might always be a little bit vicious or restless that I might crave peace but never a cage of comfort Mm -hmm. so it's also interesting that she's also realizing what she wants right like this is good. This is very good. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging what she wants. Wanting it. Yes. Feeling things. <laughs> like, that's all you can ask for, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but Resane and Crusada are nowhere to be seen. Mm, dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, chapter 34, last yep. chapter. Mm-hmm. This was an In My Feel sticker. Yep. Um, so I put, Feyre avoids Reese as she works to complete her mission with Tarquin. Reese grows jealous because of it. Hmm. what'd you notice so initially Farrah is totally jealous and acting like a child (laughs) oh my gosh it's like really you don't go to breakfast because (laughs) you're so worried about who you might see if you see reese yeah get over yourself so dear listener i hope all of you have a friend like sarah (laughs) who will call you out on your shit so quickly I love that about you. Uh, <laughs> she is a child. She's totally she is like a child. Like a child. This is true. Yeah. But then, in a weird twist of fate, by the end of the chapter, Reese is the one that's jealous. I'm I like, know. what? I don't. I don't get this. I don't. It's understand because this. they they are both into each other. They are both jealous at all I times. I it know. is mutual. I know. It's just funny. Yes. Um. In the midst of her 
childlike behavior. Yeah. Um, she said something. It just made me so sad. I put like, stop. <laughs> but, um, so she's in regards to Reese. Yeah. She says he could still be my friend, companion, whatever this thing was between us. His taking someone to his bed didn't change those things. It had just been a relief to think that for a moment he might have been as lonely as me. I know. That made me really sad when she said that. <laughs> I, I love it, but I hate it. I know. It, it makes me happy that she's like, okay, yes, I have to accept the fact that if he is lonely, he chose someone to yeah. not be lonely with. But also I'm like, no, choose Farah. <laughs> Don't be lonely with Farah. <laughs> yes, be lonely together. Uh, so yeah she ignores reese um doesn't go to breakfast she kind of yes. chills in her room all day till she gets to hang out with tarquin which like honestly as an emotional person classic i i pull that shit on my husband all the time not be not for the same thing right but obviously. like if i'm like cranky about something he did i'm like i'm just gonna sit up here all day and he's gonna <laughs> interact with me and i'm like i don't know who's punishing who like right. am i punishing myself am i actually punishing him <laughs> He's an introvert. He likes the silence. I'm probably doing him a favor, you know, but I, I understand. Yes, it is childlike. Yeah. But I understand why she's like, well, I'm just not going to look at him then or mm-hmm. acknowledge him. Yeah. Because when she goes <laughs> to meet Tarquin, he's there. Yes. And she doesn't even look at him. She puts her shields up <laughs> so that he can't even like read what's going on in her head. Too funny. Um, and she gives the High Lord of Summer a pretty mindless smile that she hadn't given anyone in a long, long time. She is playing a role. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, she does like Tarquin. Yes. As we've, you she's know. She's playing it up. But she's playing it up. So. Um, but it seems like Tarquin is pretty smart as well. Um, mm-hmm. And he's kind of, I mean, he's probably playing her as much as she's playing him is kind of what I it seems so. like. Um, and he's. You know, he's appeasing Farrah by taking her to the treasure troves, but yeah. um, realizes that she, as he's kind of talking to her there, she realizes that he's thinking she could be this asset in the night court for right. him because apparently, you know, Reese is very hard to deal with and yeah. never tells people his plans. So it'd be a benefit for summer court to have an ally yeah. in the night court. And so Farrah is kind of realizing that, Yes, Tarquin wanted to show her this, but he probably wanted this alone time with her too. Exactly. So he says, he's looking at her and he goes, I'd say I'm looking at the most valuable thing in here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cute, but no. I know. I know. <laughs> but so at first I thought that was flirting, but mm-hmm. I think it's more of what you were saying of like the value she provides right. as a connection kind of, yes. to the night court. Mm-hmm. And I like that even as a new High Lord, Tarquin is already so aware that Resand is a hard person to deal with yes. and it's very hard to penetrate the night court. So having someone like Feyre yeah. on your side is a huge advantage. It's smart. But yeah. also he is so insightful for a young high Lord yeah. because he talks through, he basically like analyzes Resand. Yes. He's oh like, my gosh. I was blown I away think, with this. I don't think he's what he's saying he is. No. Oh, he said, sometimes I think Resand. I think he might have been her whore to spare us all from her full attention. I know I'm supposed to look at you and see that he's made you into a pet, into a monster, but I see the kindness in you, and I think that reflects more on him than anything. I think it shows that you and he might have many secrets, and she cuts him off. But I'm like, he's so observant. He's so intelligent. The fact that he even has the thought process to 
kind of come to that Piece conclusion. Yeah, yeah. It's so impressive because everybody else is just assumes oh, the Night Court's horrible. Rhysand's the worst male ever, mm-hmm. and Tarquin's like he was her horse so that we didn't get her full attention. Yep. How self-sacrificial is this guy? Yeah. And I just, I love that he has the smarts to connect all this and think this way about somebody that everybody else puts down. I know. So I was really happy with that. I, and I was like, you're going to steal from Tarquin? No. I know. It's like, please stop. I know. He's the best guy. I know. Well, and she starts like thinking to herself, she's like, man, like, I wonder if like I asked him if he would just do it. I know. And like, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. But he asked her specifically also about the spring court. Right. And he says, allow me to ask you a blunt question. Is it true you left Hamlin because he locked you up in his house? And she nods. And then he says, and is it true that you were saved from confinement by the night court? And she nods again. And Tarquin says, the spring court is my southern neighbor. I have tenuous ties with them. But unless asked, I will not mention that you were here. And I was like, he's just. He's too good. Yeah. He's too good to them. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to do that. No. He can host them. They can leave. Because he said that he has a tenuous relationship already with the Spring Corps. Right. Like, this could be a really good connecting point with right. them. But I think he's starting to see, like, oh, no, that was a really shitty thing that Tamlin did. Right. And he, I don't think Resand is bad. No. He's doing it by the people, not the political court exactly. system. Which I appreciate. Yes. Very insightful. Very strategic. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Yep. Okay, so she has a wonderful day with with Tarquin, yep. basically. Trying to get information, but doesn't find the Book of Breathing. Right. Which so we, is not surprising. Let's no, be real. like, I didn't think it was going to be, like, sitting casually on it's a shelf. It's not that easy. It's <laughs> never that easy. Right. Um. So she's kind of debriefing with Reese about her time with Tarquin. Mm-hmm. And he is jealous. Mm-hmm. He's, like, flirting and giggling with Tarquin. Did you know good I take it? Mm-hmm. You told her to do that. I know. And he says, what got under my skin is that you smiled at him. I heard what you told him, that you thought it would be easy to fall in love with him. You meant it too. I was jealous of that, that I'm not that sort of person for anyone. And Tarkin, with his neutral court, he will never have to worry about someone walking away because the threat against their life, their children's lives, will always be there. So yes, I was jealous of him because it will always be easy for him and he will never know what it is to look up at the night sky and wish. <sighs> oh, broke my heart. This guy wants love. That's all he yeah. wants. But he realizes how hard it will be for him and he doesn't want to do and that to another person. Which mm. is so, oh, he's so good. Like Tarquin is right. This guy is so self-sacrificial and he's doing everything he can for everyone else. He is. <sighs> But I also just love that he admitted he was jealous because that I know. is proof that they have feelings for each other. I know. And he's just so vulnerable. I love, he's the total opposite of Tamlin. Yes. He completely <laughs> explains everything that he's feeling. And I love that. Yes. And he's not embarrassed about it either. Like, this is a true man. Yes. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Um. So, Feyre feels yes. that... Um, goes over, pours them a drink, and they kind of toast. Mm-hmm. And Favor goes to the people who look at the stars and wish Reese. Which let's pause there real fast because oh, I love that. <laughs> I love this toast so much. And then he picked up his glass, his gaze so piercing that I wondered why I had bothered blushing at all for Tarquin. Pause. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then finally, 
Reese clinked his glass against mine. To the stars who listen and the dreams that are answered. Did a dream get answered? <laughs> this is like the best quote in the book. It was never, it, he doesn't say like the dreams that will be answered. No. He says the dreams that are answered. As in, is a dream in this moment, present tense, being, being answered? answered. <laughs> is it his dream? I don't know. Oh. It's like so romantic, so hopeful, so, so wishful. It's just all the most positive, lovey thoughts ever. It is everything I want in this life. This I is why it. this book is like my comfort book. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is the best. <sighs> and we end on that note. What a toast, man. I, know. I I feel like I need a drink. Just toast to that. Cheers. Cheers. To the stars who listen and the dreams that are answered. Mm, yes. That is like I think if I was to pick one quote mm-hmm. in the whole series. It really sums up the whole series. It's a it's a good summary quote. It is. I love it. So good. Okay, so next week mm-hmm. we are going to do chapters 35 through 39. Okay. And let's see. Is there anything else we need to tell them? Is there a title for next week's? Uh, not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Working. Working on that. Working title. Working title. Um, this week's title as of now is training in Tarquin and I like the alliteration there, but it's not my favorite. So it might, I might finagle that one a little bit. I don't know. Do you have any ideas after what we just read? I I could just call it to the stars who listen. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Maybe that. Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. That's what this week is going to be called to the stars who listen. So listeners, don't forget, please drop your questions yes. to our Instagram yes. or you can click the link in the show notes and do a voice message for us because we're going to do a Q&A mini here soon. Yes. And as Sarah said before, we need your cues. Yes. 2A. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Um, and like we said before, questions about anything, mm-hmm. personal, book related, theory related. We just want to connect with y'all some more. Yep. So until next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at Fairies and Fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.